When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to Jani's Team Reveal for Game Week 14. I am joined, of course, by the eponymous Jani. I don't know if I said that right. Patichi, how are you doing, yeah. my friend? I'm very well, mate. I'm uh, delighted to be on for the second successive week with you. So mm. we get a good, we, it's, like, it's, like, it's like old times. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to a, a good 45-minute chat of... Of, of, of FPL, but but I thought it was a very good game week for me, which it doesn't always happen on these streams. And I think I often people enjoy viewing these when I've perhaps had a really bad game week. Maybe it's a tad more entertaining, but I promise to try and entertain off the back of a good one. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's interesting when you either do exceptionally well, which I think you did pretty well this week, or when you do really badly. It's the mediocre ones that aren't interesting, you know? Yeah, it so is. Yeah, everyone, um, we, people we, like extremes. Yeah, exactly. We either want you to have done rubbish like me and I feel like I have a friend or I want to or I want to learn from your from your genius and your experience and your man bunness. Yeah, I'm not sure I, I can I can teach you much. It, I, I look at my team and we'll see it more in a minute, but I feel like there's not much I can change, but I don't think there's much many managers want to change at the moment. I feel like a lot of us are probably pretty happy and we're going, this is my team. Yeah. I'll see it through to the unlimited transfers. But I still think there will be nice little ways of getting edges in the next couple of weeks and it might involve moving around some of those premiums yeah i mean i'd like to change my captain decision process but that's a conversation for another day um <laughs> we before... need more than 45 minutes for that mate oh oh dagger to the heart um before we kick off properly then we do just have a little word about fantasy five i will hand over to you for this Johnny, to take it away yeah so fantasy five been sponsoring my team reveal vids or a lot of them for some time um it's a game if you've not played it before you pick five players you get a chance of winning 10k if your players hit their totals we'll look more about their totals later in the stream where i'll be picking my five as and i do it together the idea is that we win the 10k we have a lads holiday to vegas uh, it hasn't happened yet but i did have a friend text me literally two days ago saying why did i go raya and he got four of the five um so i was gutted for him because if you get four you've done very very well is that like a sort of you know the old was it super six on sky where you like yeah it was five or five was good times but four or five if you were the best four or five you still got something does that exist here yeah no i don't think so i think it's 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 all it's all or nothing in terms of the in terms of cash anyway fair enough right well let's move on to how you did last week let's get this out of the way okay so read your team out for us and please do shout your points out not just because i want to hear it again but because we don't have it on the screen i did run out of time there so why don't you show off for us jenny yeah so uh, a whopping total of 82 points this game week minus four so let's go with 78 um (laughs) i had warding goal with eight i had a back three of zuma 15 trippier two cancelo two a midfield four of Martinelli, two, Andreas, ten, Foden with a single, Salah with uh, with two, Haaland, captain like everyone else, with 26, but Harry Kane with eight, yes please, Mitrovic with six. My bench includes Leon Bailey's 13 and Nico Williams' is six, but I'm cool with that. I mean, you were never 
playing Leon Bailey there, right? I don't know. You who say you that. Okay. I was never playing. I was never playing Nico Williams. Not in a month yep. of Sundays. Like, of course, I when when you get bench points and they're big scores and you have no interest in ever playing that player in that fixture, it's fine. Leon Bailey, despite being my second sub. For a minute, I considered Leon Bailey over Andreas because I already had Fulham attack covered versus Leeds away. I love Andreas at the cottage. Mm. Not a massive fan of Fulham away or Andreas away. And obviously, Leon Bailey, I did think, mm, new manager bounce. It's a home tie against Brentford. And I do love home advantage for the budget players. Um, but no, I mean, Andreas got me 10, so I can't complain. Yeah, and I mean, that's three points difference. So it's, it's not yeah. much. You'd want both of them rather than either or. Yeah. Obviously, you captained Haaland. I can't remember what we talked about last week when we spoke about that, but I would imagine you were one of the many that were certain on that. I spoke to Andy Martin at the weekend as well, who was yeah. similarly certain on it. And I think you were outcome right, at least. I'll go with that. I'll, uh, I won't fully admit it. But um, yeah, what was the thinking there? Was, you know, you're always going there or did you waver? Yeah, we spoke this time last week, didn't I? And I remember the captain captain discussion this week, sorry, the season has always been fairly light and fairly quick. And last week when you and I did this very video, Seb, I think the captaincy discussion for us was probably about 30 seconds because I think I said outright straight away Haaland and not looking elsewhere. Yeah. I was in the privileged position to to own Salah and, uh, you know, to have Kane as well always gives me three on paper viable options. It does again this week, you could argue, when Kane goes to, goes to Bournemouth. But yeah, it's been very easy choices for me. I'm, I'm pretty set. I like backing City big in attack. Even before Haaland, I've known for doing that over the years. Uh, with Haaland there, it's it's more the same. Yeah, entirely fair enough. And Zuma, talk to me about Zuma as well. That was oh, I wasn't watching yeah. that match. I checked uh, I checked the scores and I immediately text Andy, who uh, who also had Zuma. And then I log on to do this with you, and you've got Zuma. What is this? <sighs> yeah, I uh, I just have always liked Zuma's attacking ability in the opposition box. I often referred to him before of his um his 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 run-ins with with uh, the RSPCA I used to call him Kurt Hangtime Zuma now I call him far far worse uh, but unfortunately I picked based just on on potential points and he's in my FPL team I did get a bit of stick for that on Twitter had a long discussion with my wife on Monday night when I said Zuma's just scored and she said what he's in your team I was like yeah um I didn't celebrate the goal on Twitter or post about Zuma I've been pretty as quiet as I can be on him because I I, I don't like the idea that He's in my team, but FPL is kind of my job and he's in there for points. He's got two home ties coming up after the trip to Old Trafford as well. I'm expecting some clean sheets. I like David Moyes' teams for clean sheets. I often look at managers, so Sam Allardyce teams, Sean Dyche teams, David Moyes' teams, and there's centre-backs within those teams always over the years we've gone we've gone towards. And Zuma's another one. He's one that's 4.5 and he does offer a bit of goal threat, as I said, hang time Zuma. Yeah. So, I mean, you've spoken, there's a few decisions here. Obviously, Haaland, Salah, uh, whether you played you know, your Bailey or Andreas and whatnot. How, this has been a very good week and it's always easy, I guess, after a good week to go, oh, my process was spot on, brilliant, I'll do yeah. it again. But what was that process for you this week? Or generally, how do you go about picking between, you know, you've got some good players on your bench, you've got some good players in your team, there's transfers available to you. How do you sort of approach that? Yeah, I guess the process a bit this season is is centred around that freemium draft, right? And what that freemium draft gives me, if I want it, I've got the extra captaincy option. I've not been using it, but it gives me Kane, Salah and Haaland. But it also gives me Kane's points. And sure, we spoke about this last week. 
why is Kane in your team if you're not captain him? It's a, it's a valid argument. It's a lot of money to spend on someone you're never giving the armband to. But his points have tipped over very, very nicely. But more importantly, the three-minimum drafts gives me a 10th and 11th player that are in most people's squads. They're on their benches. But for me, they're in my 11 because my squad's a little bit weaker than most, right? Now, I'm happy because at the moment, those budget players, those enablers like Andreas, perhaps even like Kurt Zuma, they're delivering points. It's brilliant that they're in my 11. But for most, they're sub one or sub two. And you're having to see those bench points. For me, I'm always going to be starting an Andreas or a Leon Bailey, for example, if I'm playing the system. Um, and I'm happy with that. And I took that very conscious decision back in game week eight, whenever it was I wildcarded. But even before my wildcard, I started the season with a three-man draft. So I'm happy having those slightly weaker players on as my 10th or 11th player, um, knowing the potential upside with the premium, but also this season, those budget players have been delivering. I mean, yeah. Andreas, I think five goals, one assists. You look at the likes of Almiron, who I've not got, but Almiron's 5.3 yeah. million. He's the second best performing midfielder in the game. He's the fifth best performing player in the game. If you just go off points, um, the budget players have been delivering. You look now and Awobi might become an option. Um, <laughs> you could argue Leon Bailey's becoming an option yet again. At the back, there's loads of 4.5 options. We've been spoiled this year. Yeah, I think, I mean, you mentioned Almir on there and there are there are a few little Lingard vibes there. And I specifically say Lingard because the thing with Lingard is it wasn't that he didn't deserve to get goals, assists and points. He just didn't deserve that. Me- or deserve is the wrong word, right? But yeah. it, we didn't expect him to get that money, uh, money, many, Nottingham Forest comment there, um, that many based on the numbers he was putting up and even, you know, where he was playing and how he was involved. It was like, you know, one good involvement a game, one return which was yeah. fine. And I feel like Almiron, again, the numbers are decent, the price is lovely, but he really is returning on that at the moment. So, mm. and this leads me into maybe what I was saying about how you're making your decisions here, where I adore your team. You know, the three meme there and Foden is lovely. Like Foden could easily perform on par with a KDB, maybe a Salah when he's not quite in his best form. So there's almost four brilliant players there. Obviously you don't have a Trent, you don't have a Robertson. Maybe that's yeah. a little hard to get to, they're not firing at the moment, but if they did, and on the flip side, say Andreas wasn't currently playing brilliantly, which he is, do you think you'd then be in a tougher position? And do you think that would make you feel different about your decision-making process that's led you to this team Yeah, or not? My compromise with the three million was I was I was discarding that eight million mid slot. Yeah. So when I wildcarded and for a fair few weeks, I missed out on, say, Madison's points or Bowen's points or even Foden's early on. So I had... I had a Trent and I had a Cancelo and I had a Reese James with the premium and it meant my midfield was really, really low. Now, in recent weeks, I've been fortunate enough to be able to get to an 8 million midfielder, but only because I was happy selling Reese James because of the injury and Trent because of his dip. Um, if it wasn't for that, then I wouldn't be able to cover the 8 million mid slot, which was a huge risk when I wildcarded because, again, there are so many good options in that 8 million mid slot. I don't need to list them all. We know them. They're there. And at times this season, I've missed out, as I said, on the Madison Halls or, or Bowen or Foden. Um, so that was a compromise. But I've been fortunate that those premium defenders, for one way or another, haven't been delivering. And therefore, it's made me, it's made it very easy for me to go, oh, Trossard, yeah, I can boost you to a Foden. I can cover that slot now. Yeah. And I think with, what, there are three weeks left until we all get yeah. limited transfers? So I'm st- staying the same. Yeah. yeah, I think, like, I don't have Trent either. And that does terrify me. I have a route if I need it, but I kind of don't want to spend the money and the points to do it. Yeah. And I think I'm clinging on to, even if there are two good fixtures, it's three weeks. How, how badly yeah. could it hurt in three weeks? Speaking of which, 
maybe that's a good time to move on to your team and speak about how badly Harlan can hurt us again. And by us, I mean me this coming week. So oh. why don't you read through your team for us firstly, and then we'll have a little chat. Yeah, potentially it hits me as well. I'm still not set on captaincy, but at the moment I've gone double Newcastle defence with Pope and Trippier. I am again, this is going back to what we've just said. My, my 11th best player in my team is Bueno, a 3.9 defender at Wolves. I'm having to start him away at Brentford he may not even start he started the last two but they did just concede four goals to Leicester so it's Pope Bueno Trippier Cancelo the midfield picks itself with Martinelli Andreas Foden and Salah Haaland Kane Mitrovic again up top I do have Leon Bailey first sub if Haaland doesn't play I'm happy with Bailey coming in I think that's a better first sub than probably most will have this week but again if I don't have Bueno playing then I'm having to start a Kurt Zuma away at Old Trafford or a Nico Williams away at Arsenal so again Good, good, good premium there. Lots of avenues to points in the first five, six names on on the team sheet. But you look at player number, you could arguably say 10 and 11 and go, okay, it could be better. Uh, But again, I'm happy with that. I know the risks. Um, So yeah, that's where I am. Haaland, of course, is flagged. He could punish me if I do take the armband off him. I'm I'm still waiting for things like... um, Pep's quotes, I say that with a pinch of salt because I don't think we're going to get much. Training photos will be a bit good indicator if we get them. Well, we had some recovery ones, didn't we, where he was looking... Yeah, in the pool. He was looking positively gorgeous with his mane in the pool, wasn't he? But then he, he limped there? out the building. We've seen the video of him limping out the building. You right? know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he did that because he knew the cameras were there. Um, I love that. <laughs> personally, I think he'll be okay. But I think part of me, just for the Harlan captain, Salah captain decision and conversation again... I, I'm a Leeds fan, so yeah, I went Salah last week, and if I weren't a Leeds fan, I probably would go Haaland or things equal this week, but so I've just seen a comment that's put me off completely. Um, Delta Nick, just for you, men's style, that's that's convenient. Um, so yeah, I think for me, Salah this week, it's Leeds at home, I'm a Leeds fan, it's scary. And for, for you know, maybe only one of two times a season, I will emotionally hedge myself here, I think, and maybe go Salah, given I think it is relatively 50-50 again. Now, I know yeah. people who only play FBL or only watch the Premier League might go, of course, it's not 50-50. Harley, Haaland, Harley, Haaland smashing him. But look at the Champions League in midweek. Of course, Haaland did go off injured at half time, but they still didn't score a goal. And I think they didn't quite look up to it. Whereas Salah did very well. If that happened at the weekend, I think the conversation is a bit different and we need to be careful of outcome bias there however all of that said Haaland is currently yellow flagged so say they were both fit how set are you on Haaland or can Sal attempt you with a Darwin Firmino uh Firmino Firmino front three honestly if if Haaland wasn't flagged I'd be telling you now just like last week I'm absolutely 100% sold on captain in Haaland and and it's weird for me saying this because I, I I feel like I'm often one of those content creators that often is trying to look at small gains in other areas, but I am so sold by Haaland that I've been proper boring the last few months. It's 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 on Haaland, and if I think he's going to start, I'll captain him. If I don't think he's going to start, then I I won't. Yeah. But all I need is is a slight. Yeah, I think he does, and that's enough for me. And I, I'm I, I think he probably will. So yeah, at the moment the armband's there. I'm not even looking elsewhere. Fair. And if, I mean, you've got the vice on Kane. Yeah. So if Haaland is out, either confirmed or we, I mean, Pep lies, right? But just say you get enough information that you're not captaining Haaland. Mm-hmm. You may even still start him just, just for the yeah. lack of that. But yeah. would you then captain Kane or is Salah coming into the conversation? 
Yeah, if I didn't think I was starting, I'd definitely still start Haaland because, you know, you might get 10 minutes, they might need him. Um, but no, this team was put together before Wednesday night Champions League uh, fixtures. So having seen what Salah did to Ajax and where he played, down, he was the most advanced player in a front two pretty much. If you look at the heat maps, the average position maps, it almost looks like a 4-4-2 with Bobby Firmino in the midfield, like two or three. Um, um, and yeah, Harry Kane, Spurs again were really flat until the 83rd minute when they equalised and then the last 10, it was all Spurs. But Spurs were really disappointing. And again, if if that was a home tie to, to, to Harry Kane, Bournemouth, the visiting team, maybe I'd look at it. But no, it will be Salah vice-captain. Or Salah captain if I think Harlan's not going to make it. How much... How much emphasis do you place on those last few matches? So you just, in in your answer yeah. there, you mentioned both Kane and Salah, how they played, how their teams played in the last match in the Champions League midweek. Would your mind be significantly changed if Salah had blanked again or if he'd scored even two more goals? And same for Kane. Like, How much do you put on that? Well, I put loads on the team's performance rather than the individual. Salah, I know, is a class act, right? Uh, like, I know that's a player that will come good. And I know, I, I, I guess I trust the numbers over a period of time. History tells us that he'll deliver. But if the team are really flat or the team aren't playing well, the team aren't scoring goals, let's say Liverpool, um, it was a nil-nil versus Ajax and their XG was super low, then yeah, I'd be going, oh, okay, maybe Kane because his XG was much higher in the the game against um, Lisbon. But the individual, I, I back regardless of form or the last few games, but the team I'm massively always looking at. A bit like my transfers, I often identify the team I want to target before the player. I don't think everyone necessarily does think like that, but... I always do, especially with those sort of mid to lower table teams. Yeah. For example, you'll see I've got two Fulham players in my 11. Not many or many might look at that and go, oh, two Fulham players, that's risky. When you look at the numbers, Fulham are a really attacking team that score lots of goals. I'm happy having two Fulham, especially at the cottage. I think that's an interesting process question because for me, FPL is a game of individuals. Now, yeah, of course, I know it is. the You've individual intrinsically, the team is involved. Like, you know, I'm not picking Salah in the same way if he plays for... Well, Leeds. Um, but I'm not necessarily picking Salah because Liverpool are good. I'm picking Salah because Salah is good. Likewise, Andreas and Mitrovic. You know, Mitrovic is just a machine. And Andreas, for the price, for his output, is great. In neither of those decisions have I considered really Fulham, other than where it's intrinsically involved that, you know, Mitrovic is the nailed on nine, of course. But for example, if Mitrovic was injured, I wouldn't necessarily go and get his replacement at Fulham. So I yeah. maybe veer towards the other side of that. Does that change? I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying to convince no, you here, I but does that change you how you think of it? Or do you think there's somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I, I think I think a, a lot probably do think like you said, and for all the right reasons, I'm sure. But I often will go, who's the replacement? I am the opposite. Mm. So, you know, let's say Haaland's injured. It's like, oh, should I go Alvarez for one week? Because I think he's going to start. And well, I, I kind of think attack. that's a different... Because Man City are so good. And yeah. Alvarez, you know, his individual stock then rises because he's the nine for the best team in the in the country and he's a good striker. Yeah. But point taken, right? I just said I wouldn't look at Fulham striker. You've told me you'd look at City striker. So yeah, fair. Yeah. I guess I used to manage in a way where I, I was an extreme version of team only. And now I'm probably halfway between if I'm completely honest. So I look at my defence and you'll see Trippier in there. I remember when I was a casual seven, eight years ago, I'd go, Newcastle defenders. I want a Newcastle defender. I can get Dan Byrne for 4.5 or I can spend more than a million and get Trippier. Why would I do that? Sure, yeah. Trippier might get one or two assists, but, you know, over the is that really worth the extra million? 
But then when you look into the numbers, as I now do as a manager, and go, oh, no, Trippier, oh, look at the bonus points, look at the guaranteed minutes, look at the goal threat and the, the XA, and, and you go, okay, he's definitely worth the million on Dan Byrne. But before I'd go, I'm covering the same defence, I'm getting the same six points from a clean sheet with 90 minutes, let's just pick Dan Byrne. And I always used to save money by doing that, and it's like, no, that's not the way to manage. Yeah, I feel you. It's the classic Kante, right? You know, you play FBI yeah. the first season, you pick Kante. I remember, it might have been a long time ago, maybe my third season, something like that. Uh, Phil Neville had just had a brilliant yeah. season for Everton. He was that. listed as a defender, but he played in midfield like a DM. DM, yeah. But he got a few assists, maybe a few goals. But he was a midf- He was a defender who was getting all these points by a midfielder, a cheap one, because he was getting the clean sheets. The following yeah. season, he was switched to a midfielder, and I don't remember where he played, but that didn't matter. He was one of the most picked players in the game and got yeah. almost no points because he lost all his clean sheets. It feels a little bit like that, I guess. Yeah, I'm with you there. I remember that well as well. Was he on pens? Phil Neville? Did he have a season on pens? No. Sure. That season, one of us is going points. to sound very silly here. I'm saying that no. That season, we got loads of points. At Everton, right. it was first season. It was, this, this is, this, this is why we're doing field. this live chat. Someone find out if Phil Neville has ever taken a penalty consistently and laugh at one of us. I'm going no. <laughs> yeah, I can't picture it. And I always remember those years, we probably, who did, would we have seen at Everton on pens? Um, I mean, Leighton Baines was probably after that Phil Neville time, I think. Was Arteta on pens? Yes, I say with a question mark. Arteta and Cahill oh, were on Cahill. pens, isn't it? I don't remember Cahill taking pens. Was he maybe oh, I Arteta's loved Cahill. Cup? Yeah. You he's know, so Cahill, good in the air. He's like five foot ten, yeah. the best header of a football footballer going. Like. Cahill will have would have been one of those that if you know if FPL if FPL was as prevalent then as it is now, yeah. or if you know it was you know if he was playing now and we had all the numbers, I probably would have avoided him because I'm guessing the way he played and the goals he scored just didn't show up that well on the numbers on. that I like to use. Probably Amron this season where you go, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, don't, a, don't get me wrong. Amron's a good prize. Like if I need yeah. if I need that, I'll go there. I've or had triple Newcastle, but yeah, it's something like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And good M- times. Michu's the famous one. I want to know what I would have done there if I could have seen his XG. Oh, Michu, yeah. Probably that first season he had was something like eighteen Premier, sixteen Premier League goals. Yeah, it was Just nuts. Ones. So right, we don't have your transfers, a uh, number of transfers, or your money in the bank on the screen here. So share yeah, that and talk that. about plans. Um, we don't have a lot of money. I think we're on naught yet. We're on zero. We don't don't bring me into this, mate. I'm still I'm still I'm still just ahead of you, right? It can be we when you're ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we also don't have transfers. I I have one single transfer and no money in the bank, and okay. I, I I genuinely don't think I can do anything with a single transfer at the moment. Yeah. I look at my team and there is nothing I can change within one single swap. I could sell Zuma for a better defender, but I want him for the next two. Yeah. I could sell Bueno for a better defender. No, I couldn't because he's 3.9. Um, that those would effectively would... just be burning a transfer too because then you're probably benching that player. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. If I really did, inc- like, if I went and got, yeah, a better player for Zuma, so like, oh, great. I have to then bench whoever. Or if Liam Bailey comes in and Andreas is on the bench. So, yeah, I do not have... If you think of any moves, guys, I'm all ears. I'm going to be left with two transfers next week where I can be a bit more creative. Maybe I sell Salah. Maybe I sell Kane. They play each other. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I keep them both and do something else. Um, but yeah, having the two frees, which will give me two week punts. Remember, we, we only have two weeks left after this one before the World Cup and that unlimited transfers chip. I think will be quite nice going into that with, with the two frees. I might consider selling Mitrovic, who I think goes to City. 
yeah. then he has United at Craven Cottage, which is a fixture I quite like for them. So yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough one because I am quite married to a lot of these players. Um, they've served me so well, and I haven't been moving things around in recent weeks. Formation stayed the same. The three minimum draft with pl- the the cheapos still getting an eleven has stayed the same, and I kind of trust them. Yeah, I think. I mean, you mentioned Buena there. Yeah, sure, it's a weak link, but you could almost say that if Kane goes and scores a goal, you can give. 30% of that to Bueno because he enabled it if you like if you want to play that game I think I mean I like rolling for, with this team um, and I like the idea of them being able to do something like Kane to Shkamaka, um and maybe Bueno or whatever it is up to like a Trent or yeah. Adrian Dimitrovic one makes sense to me as well uh, maybe you're then benching Andreas for one of your bench players but I definitely think roll um, I can't see much else there there's Pope to consider as well in the last week I forget the fixture but he has a tough 16 right yeah, I think Newcastle fixtures. Yeah, it, it's Chelsea. So okay. he goes to he goes to St Mary's in fifteen, and then he's at home to Chelsea. Which Chelsea on the yeah. road under Potter, not a huge amount of goals in that team. Well, what do you make of Potter so far? Then you're a Chelsea fan, and oh, I love yeah. Potter, but it's only been a short I time do, with Chelsea. I loved him as well. I say loved. He's still an excellent manager. I love I love how he thinks. He's unique, um, and I think his like he deserves a, a, a crack at a big job. Um, as a fan, I've been watching Chelsea recently and gone, less pretty passing, more big chances created, please. Because <laughs> we just haven't been creating enough big chances. But then you go and see us in the Champions League on Tuesday night. We combined both those things. We had lots of pretty yeah. passing, some amazing passing out from the back, which led to some really big chances created. And actually, Chelsea should have scored way more. It was an amazing goal from Havertz. The Kovacic goal was beautiful as well. But Aubameyang and Sterling, they're missing big chances too. Um I do like my teams to be a little bit more settled than a Potter team in terms of who's playing week in, week out. From those 11 players, two or three of them, you know, are absolutely first choice any fixture if they're fit. Mason Mount is one, Thiago Silva another when he's fit. But there's very few. And I just think the team sometimes loses out when they're not playing with the same faces week in, week out. Sterling, for example, and Mason Mount, they've played like five different positions in the last month. Yeah. Like give these guys, it's they can do it. They can do it, but I don't think it's 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 my preferred choice. I want these players having set positions with teammates. They know where they are at all times. Yeah. And at the moment, we're not quite seeing that. Maybe that will improve. But I also see the other side of the coin. It's good for the squad. Everyone knows they've got a chance of getting a start. Pulisic played wing back the other night. It was brilliant. And I mean, it's Potter, right? You are never, well, famous last words, but you are never going to get a set 11 in a set shape. I know yeah. he did start the season with Brighton with, was it four or five 11s the same in a row? Oh, did he? Okay. But, I but think, he didn't have all those great players. Well, exactly. And he, ha- he has changed it up for Brighton in the past. We know the type of manager he is, is he will, and this is why I like him so much, right? He will, was it, who did he sub off? Was it, um, was it against Man United? half an hour. Yeah. yeah. I adore that. I mean, you know, there's a he bit went of to the back four. Yeah. He saw it straight away. And that's for me, like, you know, you could say, well, shouldn't he have seen that before the match and set up better? Maybe he should have done. But what's the second best thing? Taking 30 minutes to realise it's not working. How often do we criticise managers for that? And effectively fixing it. I think then Chelsea were probably the better team for the next next maybe half hour, 60. Yeah. Yeah. Not an unfair result in the end. but And that's what I love to see in a manager. Someone who can identify a problem and fix it. However, for FPL, what that means is your Kukurea could get subbed after 30 minutes. Sterling could play wing back. And you don't know who's going to play up front. No. Which is a bit of a problem. I miss Reese James, if I'm honest. Oh, I so miss Reese James. He's <laughs> he's Chelsea's best footballer. Like Ooh. he, 
Reese James could play any position. And, five, five, and... five aside, him, Sterling, Mount, Jorginho, who you take? Oh, they would be my. They'd be four. They'd, <laughs> they'd all, I don't know if Sterling would be in five aside, but Mount, Jorginho, and Reese. Yeah, these players have all got time on the ball, which would be great. Sterling would absolutely bang in five aside. The way he, he the would. way he moves with the ball in that in that confined spaces, you couldn't take it off him. Are we going off the wall or not off the wall? Because that would change it. What are you going to push him into the wall or the ball? <laughs> It's just when you play off the wall five aside, it's so physical. Yeah, I, yeah so I don't know if I'd want, but without. But then that's one the of those wall. things about professional footballers where you go, oh, it's so physical. And then you look at people bouncing off Lionel Messi. Like, yeah. It's not about or how hazard. big your shoulders are. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's how good your core is and your center of gravity and your balance. True. And Sterling's a strong lad. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, we definitely miss Reese. Definitely miss Reese. And the management question over changing after half an hour, Seb, like, I was a massive fan of that. So many managers would have gone in at half time and then changed it. And they'd have gone in one nil down. United were absolutely going to score. If you do yeah. not make that substitution or that system, that formation change, it's not nil nil for long. So yeah. fair play. When do we ever see managers with tactical subs after 28 minutes or whatever it was? Literally. You just don't. Just you see it at half time and go, wow, that's amazing. Well done for going so early. Yeah. This guy went at half an hour yeah. um, and it was interesting that the guy he took off was the player who knows him well. <laughs> and I just wondered if he thought there's a few egos I could upset here and Cucurella. I mean, it made sense for it to be a defender. It made sense for it to be Chilwell or Cucurella. And yeah, I, I thought that was quite funny that it was Cucurella, who was absolutely fine and of yeah. course smiled on his way out. I mean, I'm sure tactically it made most sense as well. But like you say... If he's got to explain it to one of them after the match, is it the guy he's been working with for a year? Yeah. Or is it Chilwell who's like, I'll come now? Yeah. yeah. I thought Chilwell would have made sense a little bit more tactically mm. just because we know Kukurek can do both roles and United was so good on, on in attack, especially down that right-hand side. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, yeah, play Kukurello in the back four, Chilwell in the back four, no one's ever really that safe with him. Um, yeah, So it was it was good. Talk to me about Man United then. I yeah. am potentially considering Rashford at some point, uh, which Are I didn't you? think I would be doing. And I think one of the reasons, other than, yes, we have seen it start to work a little bit, but yeah. I think it's about when it works and how it works. Ignore the beginning of the season, if you like. You know, Brentford very much did a job on them. What Man United have been good at for a number of years is effectively, for want of a better phrase, the counter-attack, right? They've got some yeah. very good individuals who suit that style of play. Maybe Mourinho who set them up in such a way that it's held on for a while as well. Solskjaer was fine. When it worked, it was because he allowed his players to attack with a rhythm and whatnot. But yeah. to do that, you need the opposition to allow it. I think that's what Brentford did. They just suffocated that and found ways to stop it. Whereas other teams, well, when I say allow it, I don't mean they've just rolled over, but their styles have matched up in such a way that it's worked for Man United. What Ten Hag is obviously trying to do is work on the other side of that, when they are expected to enforce their own personality on a game or yeah. play a team that aren't so agreeable. And I think that that's what we're starting to see. But the reason I like Rashford is it does look like he's maybe up front or at least going to be involved in the team at a good price, a midfielder in FPL. And the yep. last few matches before the World Cup, I think, are more agreeable stylistically. Do you? I don't love the you fixtures. Don't. I think the Rashford pick makes complete sense. Out of position, the number nine. Ronaldo's not starting any of those three. Martial's injured. I get it. And look, <clears throat> from December the 27th, game week 17, the fixtures are really nice for Rashford. But have United bought a striker by then? Probably. Maybe not by then, but they're buying in January. Yeah. So they they play Forest and Bournemouth in 17 and 19, both at Old Trafford. I like both those fixtures. Yep. West Ham, I don't like in 14. I think Moyes concedes, I go back to the manager here, Moyes concedes one or two, two worst case scenario. And then 
Game week 15 and 16 are two aways. And a lot of teams, by the way, have two homes in 15 and 16. If you're into your home and aways, do check that out if you're looking at two-week punts. Um, there's a fair few teams that have got two homes, as I said. Um, so it's two aways. Now, Villa with a new manager. And then Fulham at the Cottage are always good. That's an okay fix. That's that's Rashford's best fixture, I think, at the moment. Hmm. But I'm not in love with any of them. Definitely not in 14 anyway. I don't mind the Rashford punt from 15, I guess. But... Yeah. The lack of composure, though, Seb. I know we shouldn't pick players based on what their technique is or how good they actually are at football. We're picking them purely from FPL. The good thing about FPL with Rashford is we know he's in a team that will create a bit. In recent weeks, they've really started to. Against Spurs, tons of chances. Against Chelsea, even a load early on. But, geez, the lack of composure. This guy hits the ball so well from 30 yards with a free kick. When he's through on goal from a five-yard tapping or a one-on-one, he hits the ball in exactly the same way. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> now, that's no reason not to pick him in FPL, but he's so frustrating that I can't go there. Also, he's not going away with England. A United fan's telling me he's going to get a call-up. I'll eat my hat if Rashford goes with England. And they've got oh, a 26-man squad. I would not be surprised. He's no He's a, a favourite. He's not made the last few squads. Oh. And Southgate wants rhythm. Right, you know what? If we do another one of these, not today, but if we do another one of these before the World Cup, we'll have a chat about what our England squad would be. Yeah, that'd be a yeah. great... I'd be well up for that. So is there anything else then here with your team that you'd love to cover before oh, we move no, on? Any you should decisions? never have got me on to Man United, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been very polite. Uh, what about Bukayo Saka? Is he... You've got Martinelli. Is he in your thinking at all? I'm jealous of all those that can go there because yep. there's loads of Bowen and Zaha sellers to Saka this week. And guys, as we watch, as you're watching this live, um, Saka's rested for Arsenal in, against PSV. Mm. So again, really good sign there. I'm jealous of those that can move to Saka. I can't get there. I'm not selling Salah or Foden, obviously. Um, but I think Saka's a really nice pick this week. Although Forest defensively are, have been so much better. They've just kept clean sheets against, is it Brighton and Liverpool the last two? Um, so they're improving, but it's a nice fixture for them. Worth noting, I think they've conceded about two XG in both those games. Have they? We're Fine, small sample those. and et cetera, et cetera. But just a caveat to that. Um, fair enough. Okay, I think we will move on to your Fantasy Five. Or oh, I say your, might be as is right. Mm. Team for uh, yeah. for this upcoming week. Great, Over yeah. Um, as and I have agreed to complete, like always, have this as a split pot. We share the prize. We we go to Vegas. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping he'll still share with me this week, even though we've not done the stream together. And it is technically as his entry, not mine. Um, so yeah, the five names we we've split these. As always, we're looking at attacking players. We always seem to in fantasy five. You can pick defenders, and remember, you've got a you've got to beat the points target on show. So we've gone for a few of the big names, Kane and Salah. We've spoken about the fixtures being good for these guys, um, which is why they're captaincy options in FPL. Kane, I'm not so confident on. Um, and look, the points targets are huge. 9.5 for Kane, 10.5 for Salah. Mm. But let's go there. Mitrovic is an interesting one. 6.5 seems like good value, um, knowing he's at the cottage. And Everton, for as good as they've been in the last couple of weeks, I still feel like they're a team that can get bullied. They they go down 1-0 early, and I think Fulham could get a couple. So I really like that pick, that Mitro pick. I'm a little bit unsure about Mitrovic's fitness status at the moment. Um, he came off at like 80 minutes the other day. Um, and I think he was asked at half time, are you good to carry on? And he said, it was, yeah. But we know he's had a knock from when he was on last on international duty. We also know he's about to go into a World Cup where 
he's one of Serbia's main men. And they've got, they're a really good squad at the moment, mm-hmm. Serbia. And I just wonder if come game week 15, 16, he's being, he's, he's a little bit more cautious, but he'll want to do well against City and Man United and show those teams he can perform against them. So yeah, I don't know what, what to think about Mitrovic after this game week. As an owner in FPL, I am thinking, do I sell him to a Wilson or a Calvert-Lewin or a Skamaka? Um, and then Saka with the week off midweek, not playing against PSV. That's brilliant. 8.5, we have the penalty appeal. We know what we get with Saka. Um, does feel like he's worth the extra money on Martinelli now in FPL as well. Um, and his points target in, in Fantasy 5 is usually higher than Martinelli's and that's fair. And then Downs as well for, for West Ham is getting some game time with Paqueta out. Um, super low target and we spoke last week about sometimes you get super low targets for players because uh, they're not always considered first 11 or well, downs should start and and at 4.5 you know you just need one return can you do that with an assist yeah th- three assists and then you get the two points okay yeah. yeah nice yeah that's not bad that's not bad cool so other than to say good luck with that i think just before we sign off because we're doing this one live why don't we ask the chat if they've got any questions for you about nice. you know about their team this week, about Italy's World Cup chances, about sorry what? <laughs> um, I mean, you can say no, but we are live, so everyone will know that you hate them. Um, yeah, you up for that? I'm well up for that. I I love um, sort of glancing at the chat, and I've not been able to react too much on the chat because we've been so busy chatting. Me especially, Seb. Sorry about that. Oh, the, uh, your name is on the title, my friend. And I did have a good week, so I've got a good yeah. town. Yeah, and I, I feel like you haven't dwelled on that enough. Well, how many points did you get? So it was 82 minus four. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you know, last week. 50k game week rank. Sorry. Oh, no, that's nuts. 50, I don't think I've ever, I don't check game week ranks because I'm like, where? Yeah. But I obviously checked this week because I was like, I'm really interested. Yeah. And I was looking back through my season. It's usually sort of 1 million, 2 million. Yeah. And I was thinking, would I ever have come anywhere near to 50k? Possibly yeah. with a chip, but certainly not but without yeah, you've, it. You've got to beat all the people who are randomly bench boosting this week. And yeah, it's Captain impressive. Is, yeah. And I know we don't have my rank on the screen, as we discussed last week, right? Mine's about 120k or something. You were, what, double what you are like, right now? It, we, I was like 30 points off you. Now I'm five or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, so, yeah. No, but I think, I think we may have even discussed how it's just one good decision yeah. or yeah, one bad one on my part. Yeah, so you, we're basically the same place. And I probably prefer your squad, my friend. So... I would not be surprised if this reversed, which uh, would probably Although, mean we don't do this again. So You're going to captain Salah and I'm probably going to captain Haaland. So it will maybe, come down to captaincy. Maybe we'll it? see. Okay, so speaking of that then, I'll go through go some on. questions. I'll grab some for you. So first one, uh, Jack Tier 26 says, Son or Salah, captain? So I'm assuming no Haaland there or he thinks Haaland is injured. I wouldn't touch Son. I'd consider Kane. I wouldn't look Son's had one double digit haul all season and it was when he came onto the sub and scored that hat trick. It was like what was it, the eighteen pointer. Mm. I don't even think he's hit ten. I don't think he's had any double digit returns outside of that one appearance in the second half. Um watching Spurs last night as I did, so flat Son. He just looks like a shadow of himself. Uh, his biggest return this season is six against Brighton in game week ten outside of the nineteen he got in game week eight. Yeah. So you just need another hat-trick and you're laughing. Yeah, I think I agree. Hmm. I mean, if you don't have Kane, you're probably not looking there. His underlines are down as well. Uh, we have a super chat question here, which uh, says, Hi, I have two free transfers. I have Martinelli want two attack for Forrest, so two Arsenal attackers, thinking Bowen or Firmino for Saka or Jesus. Hmm. I also have Salah, Foden, in brackets, Andreas, so I'm guessing that's maybe on the bench. 
Haaland or Mitro can't afford Darwin. So it sounds like the question here is want to want to beef up the Arsenal attack. Yeah. Could do Bowen to Saka, Firmino to Jesus, or there are some other options in Salah, Foden, Haaland and Mitro. What would you do there? Darwin is not on the table. Yeah, I'd I'd rather sell Firmino, uh, but I wouldn't want Jesus as much as I'd want Saka. So I think it would be Bowen to Saka. Yep. And and look, I'm a fan of West Ham defence, as I mentioned, and I don't mind the fixtures. I think after United, it's Holmes against Crystal Palace and Leicester. Um, but look, if you've got two frees, you could use your one free. You can always go back or look, leave it open to get a Bowen, not necessarily for Saka, but leave a West Ham attacker open for you if you want to go back there. But for the Old Trafford visit, I'd be very happy selling Jared Bowen. And worth noting, he may well be off penalties now, which is a big yeah, part of the appeal. Yeah. yeah, and look, Ben Rama's great at pens. If he's on the pitch, um, we've seen Rice miss pens. We've seen Bowen missing pens. Yeah. So we have Nick uh, N and FPL Come On You Spurs. Both ask Tony, well, one says Tony to Darwin and one says Tony or Darwin. So mm. firstly, would you move Tony to Darwin? And I guess that's the same question as which one would you rather have? Yeah, I mean, I'm a Darwin fan in FPL uh, just because I like the fact he's a hogger of big chances. Um yeah, I saw some clips from last night. I was watching the goal show, so I wasn't watching live. But he he will miss big chances. But the fixture is great for him. Um, I don't mind that move at all. If you've got money in the bank to go Tony to Darwin, it's a good it's a good option. I was this close to doing Kane to Darwin last week. Fortunately, I didn't because Kane delivered and Darwin, of course, was injured. Uh, but I was super super close. I'm not looking through that move this week purely because I like Kane's fixture. Hmm. Uh, but if Kane had a difficult fixture. Um, I'd almost certainly be making that move again. Like I, I like it a lot. Also, do consider though, Tony's fixtures aren't bad either. Uh, Wolves and Forest up next. I, I wouldn't be looking to sell him, but if you're committed to that, then Darwin's a good option. Fair. I think at some point, Darwin is in all our teams. Uh, whether it's soon, whether it's in his season's time hmm. or something. I know there's jokes about his ball control and everything, and yeah, it is pretty funny. But he is a monster at getting chances, like yeah. scary. If yeah. Liverpool click and he starts consistently up front, there's a real gift there, I think. His non-penalty XG per 90 when I read the stat last week was higher than anyone's in the league. That's higher than Haaland's. It was. Higher than Haaland's. More touches <laughs> in the box than Haaland's. So, um, of, of people who had a fair few stats. Yeah, if people who had had like good enough minutes, he was above Haaland and Haaland was second and Jesus was third. It was 200 minutes plus, wasn't it? I think that's Something that's like that. Fun. But yeah. a lot of data providers were cutting Darwin off because obviously the minutes for everyone else have risen and his haven't. So he isn't always appearing on those anymore. But I think for me, yeah, you would expect it to drop. He has a higher assist potential so far than Haaland too. Very small sample. But I would expect it to drop. But it's like a bit like, you know, the reverse of that Lingard thing. If he's yeah. currently having like, what was it, like nearly 1.2 xgi so xg and xa per 90 if that drops to one or 0.8 it's still brilliant so he's got a long way to go before he's a bad option just needs to finish them yeah okay so we have a question i've lost to ask this i'm so sorry but there was perisic to gabriel or roll Oh, I'd probably be rolling. Perisic did play in the week. Um, I still think he can play. I, we shouldn't look at Perisic and say just because he played in the week and we benched the weekend. Yeah, Sessignon's an option. But remember, Perisic is also an option to play right wing back. And I don't think Conte, I know Conte is not sold on either right wing back to the point where he will still consider Perisic there. If he's allowed to, Conte is definitely buying a wing back 
in January. I just don't know if he's going to be given the budget to do so. But that Perisic is the best of the five that that play. I include Jed Spence in as fifth, despite him not getting any minutes. Um, and it was Perisic last night that was le- putting the crosses in that actually made it look like they were going to win the game. Um, I'd stick with him. I'd stick with him. I wouldn't be surprised to see Arsenal concede either. That Arsenal defence should be really good. It's controlling games, but they are conceding a lot of ones, a lot of one goal games. Yep, fair enough. And yeah, I mean, Conte, I think me and you even a year ago discussed that, was it if Newcastle got him, give him two seasons and all the money in the world, and it, you know, obviously, and he would win the league. Tottenham felt similar, but maybe yeah. we were a little bit wrong. Is it is it going stale there? I just don't think he's been given what he needs. And the system Conte plays, he needs money to spend in the wing-back areas or already huge talent at the club. And he got given Jed Spence. He came out and said he didn't want him. He said he's not ready. And he was given a bit of money to go get Perisic in terms of probably quite high wages. But this system, and this is a guy that is fixed to this system pretty much if you take the last five years of his management, he needs wing-backs and he needs wing-backs that are decent. And he's really got very, very average players there. Emerson Royale is a very average, limited player. I'd argue Doherty is the same. Sessignon, maybe there's something there with the right coaching, but yeah, the system is built for the wingbacks to be the game changers. Look at his inter-team. Um, and he doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it. I'm surprised they didn't go and get Adama Traore. I thought he could have converted even him to a, really? a wingback with excitement. I know Adama's final ball is poor. You don't necessarily need great final balls with Conte. You just need to be spark. Yeah. You need to have a spark. You need to have an X factor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't I mean, have it. Adama Traore instinctively doesn't feel like that one for me. But then if you'd ask me if Ashley Young, Victor Moses, Victor Moses all of those people example. would, yeah. you know, who I traditionally wouldn't see as a Conte wingback, excelled. So, yep. I mean, Ashley Young was brilliant for him. So, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, would you like to pick a question out of the chat before we go? If not, oh, I have yeah, that'd be one good. more for you. Uh, yeah. Go okay, let's go Let's go for Ben that asked about Anthony. The Anthony and for Speak Bowen. So, what do you reckon, Seb? I'm going to ask you about oh, okay. Anthony. I'm going to ask you because I... I get clouded with United. Hmm. Um, and you've mentioned Rashford already as someone you're looking at. Now I know I know Rashford is cheaper than Anthony, but if we let's say this is for a longer term investment, and I know we've got unlimited transfers, but with price rises and stuff, yeah. Anthony could be someone you want to commit to in that United attack. He's clearly a favourite. All the others came off against Chelsea, and Anthony stayed on. I guess the argument would be Man United sign a striker or Martial is fit, and we know that Rashford isn't safe. That's probably the scenario where you look elsewhere. Yeah. In that case, I'm clearly not doing it before the World Cup. And I think Rashford makes more sense to me for, for that period. Um, yeah, longer term, I would consider it. From a real-life perspective, he is a talented player. Of course, they overpaid, but it's Man United. They always overpay. And it was, you know, Ajax didn't want to sell. He was Ten Hag's guy. They could just name their price, and they did. And Man United said yes. Such is the way of being Man United. But Anthony is still a very good player. The interesting thing is he is so unreasonably left-footed. Like, he has... So I mean, I'm Robin. Yeah, that's the one. If he's going to be, maybe not as good as Iron Robin, but if he's going to be good enough, it's not a problem. But right now, it's all he has. And when it comes off, it's yeah. brilliant, but it is all it he has. It was funny against Chelsea. His, 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 he's just refusing to cross with his yeah. right foot. And then that he was through on goal with his right foot and he just hit the ball straight. Yeah. <laughs> he just was straight. He just, he was such a bad swinger. But the, re- the reason I mention that is like, that almost doesn't matter for FPL. Like, that's interesting. I love talking about that yeah. stuff. For FPL, it doesn't matter how good his left foot is if he uses it to score goals. So, Same as Rashford yeah. hitting the ball with me. It's like, it yeah. shouldn't matter, <laughs> yeah, but it yeah, affects exactly. me. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I would, but I'd give myself some time to think about it. How about you? Yeah, I I I just look at the money and go look Rashford, but I do think Rashford's place will be um, massively at risk come January, and then we know Anthony simply won't be. He's clearly Ten Hag's yeah. boy um, to the point where I don't know. I don't know if that will hinder United at all. I don't. I, we're only going to see Sancho now on the left. Um, maybe that's a good thing, but we've seen him do well in, in years gone by on the right, and. Yeah, Anthony, for as good as he is meant to be and as much as he cost, I still question the fact he's never done it in a big league and he doesn't get picked for Brazil. And when you look at that Brazil team and no, he doesn't get anywhere near, well, Rafinha was half the price of Anthony and starts for Brazil. Yeah. Same position. Fair, fair. You mentioned Rafinha, so I'm on board. I didn't listen to anything else you said. I just agree with you because you said Rafinha. Mate, that Brazil World Cup team, <laughs> we should just mention, guys, you'll all be getting very excited for the World Cup and Scout's going to have loads of content, I'm sure, about the, the fantasy game in the World Cup. The Brazil front five is likely to be, right, let's just go front three. Vinny Jr. on the left, Rafinha on the right. The number nine is probably going to be Richarlison. Strange, maybe, but that's who they like over Jesus. Um, and then... Two number eights behind that, if you go after last friendly, of Neymar and Paqueta. <laughs> yeah. That front five is so much fun. Yeah. And then like, how does that work? Oh, hi, Casemiro. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. I, I mean, we mentioned this last time, didn't we? I think they'd probably be my pick before I, before I had more information. Um, so, okay, my last question for you. You only get to answer with a single word because oh, I think it'll be fun me. if you don't have to explain this. Uh, <laughs> you are not allowed to captain Salah. Kane or Haaland this week who do you captain I captain Foden okay Janny it has been lovely doing this with you uh, hopefully we get to do it again hopefully when I have a better score than you because frankly I hate no I'm kidding I love seeing you happy <laughs> I hope everyone has enjoyed seeing Janny happy as well I've really really enjoyed this chat so uh same time next week I believe yeah Thanks, guys. See you later. See you later.